Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. It's the Nerdist Podcast number 390. A couple quick things to tell you about. First of all, um, Nerdist Channel has partnered with uh, YouTube and a ton of other channels, probably within the sphere of your influence, uh, like Felicia Day and Stan Lee and Machinima and Freddie Wong. And we're creating this thing called Geek Week, which starts August 4th. It is a week of programming, as you might have uh, figured from the title, as it is not called Geek Fortnite, um, because it is today times. But uh, anyway, we've all created original programming for this week and sort of uh, mash it together into a juicy pulp. So uh, if you go to any one of our channels or like uh, youtube.com slash nerdist, please click subscribe uh then you can find out uh, more information and uh, you'll start seeing the stuff it's going to be circulating uh through that week so check that out also uh talking bad the after show for breaking bad which um i am i'm genuinely bummed that that show is going away after only five seasons uh but we're going to try to help take the last eight episodes out uh fun and respectfully and uh and the guests we're booking are insane uh so i can't say anything about that yet but uh, that Breaking Bad comes back Sunday, August 11th at 9 p.m. 8 central, and then uh, Talking Bad is at 11, so it's uh, it's an hour after Breaking Bad ends, uh, and that is uh, also August 11th. So there you go, Talking Bad, um, which will take you into the fall, and then Talking Dead comes back in October. So there you go. That's all the talkings that are uh, that are coming up. I'd like to thank for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast, Clear History. HBO, which is Larry David's uh, uh, movie, uh, Clear History is it's John Hamm and Larry David and Bill Hader and Kate Hudson and Michael Keaton, Danny McBride, Eva Mendez. Uh, it's directed by Greg Matola, and it's essentially about a guy uh, that Larry David plays who loses a fortune after an argument with his boss, who is John Hamm, uh, and he changes identity to escape public humiliation. It's a improv style shot movie shot around Boston and uh, that will premiere on August 10th at 9pm that's a Saturday on HBO so amazing cast uh, and from what I've seen of it it looks hilarious so that's it don't miss it HBO August 10th 9pm thank you to Clear History HBO for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast which is our show that we did in Montreal so there was a little bit of a, a mini controversy, not really, but it's just that uh, we did the podcast in Montreal, but we were a surprise show, which was a surprise to us. So uh, most of the people who liked the podcast didn't know, we didn't know uh, that that was going to be the case. So uh, we show up to the show thinking like, well, this is going to be a tragic bomb because none of these people are expecting to see like Dave Chappelle or something and it's us. But in fact, 
even though a lot of people in the audience didn't know of the podcast, the show went great. Uh, largely, I would have to say, uh, in part to our guest, Jimmy Carr, who is a friggin' genius. Uh, and if you're an Anglophile of any type, then you probably know uh, the hilarious Jimmy Carr. Um, so uh, here you go. Here's the Nerds Podcast live from Montreal, uh, the Just for Laughs Festival at the St. Catherine Theater with Jimmy Carr. He's got a couple R's at the end of his name, so you just want to keep it going. Now entering Nerdist.com. Hello. I'll take this one. We'll put this one here. Thank you. Welcome, surprise midnight show. Oh my it's God. A better, oh, what better a surprise. reaction than I thought it would be. Oh, what a. I'm blown away. <laughs> I'm surprised just as much as other people that don't know who we are. <laughs> this is, well, oh, should we take a poll, see who knows who we How are? How many people have heard of the Nurse Podcast? Okay, that's about 30%. Better how, than we thought. How, how many, many people haven't? Why are you sounding so happy? <laughs> that hurts our feelings. We're going to win you over with jokes and smiles. <laughs> hey, guys. Hugs. Yes. And you got hooks. it. You got $10 it. says we don't. don't right. Oh, we don't win you over? That is just a bad outlook on life, sir. You're in Canada. Get over it. If you get sick, it's fucking free. <laughs> no, everyone gets sick for free. Doesn't cost money to get you sick. You get better for free. Recovery. <laughs> We're at the uh, St. Catherine Theater right outside uh, Rue St. Meth. Uh, oh. It's really. <laughs> Here, here's how you direct anyone in Montreal it's near the strip club. Yeah. <laughs> There's literally a place across the street that says Pussy Corp Sex Massage. I got a sex massage. I would like a sex massage. Yeah. So I want you to fuck me. While working on my delts uh, yeah. at the same time. That's my third favorite genre of porn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got really disappointed when I went in that building and there wasn't any pussy corpse. There wasn't? <laughs> yeah. See, because you thought yeah. it was going to be a pus. I really corpse. thought, yeah. You really love Stand By Me and you wanted to see it. I just wanted to see a dead body. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> well. Yeah, I walked in. Lollipop, lollipop, oh, lolly. <laughs> what the fuck is up with these tits? <laughs> That's what plays in Jonah's head all the time. <laughs> on a loop. This is a fun. This is a, okay. This is good. This is gonna be fun. Yeah, we're okay, fine. So there were, okay, <laughs> well, there, okay. Wait. From our point of view, there were a couple of things going on that one might call roadblocks. Number one, no one knew that this was not advertised as a nerdist show, and we didn't know that. So when we got here, I this, hope the person that yelled no was a fan of ours. Yeah. No, I wish they did. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Where's Jay Leno or wherever you guys are? Oh, is he here? You seen him? You hear about him? Have you seen this? Does a Jay Leno joke work here? Anyway, we're pitching pitching an American version of the Red Green Show. Um, (laughs) I don't know if that's that's going to work. That's a local ref lost on me, ref. Okay. You don't know the Red Green Show? It's funny. Wow. All right. Let me get these thoughts out. So, um, uh, we... No one knew that this was an artist podcast. 
which meant that people today who follow us on Twitter were like, where's our tickets to your show? And we were like, we don't know. We heard it was sold out. Well, technically, our show wasn't sold out. The Midnight Show was sold out. So this is a big surprise to all of us. But I will thank you because so far you guys have been fucking great. So please don't lose that. Um, Okay, second roadblock, our guest. (laughs) (laughs) As you can tell, there's an empty seat. He might be. We're not sure. Uh, Was supposed to be Jimmy Carr, um, who's a... I know, exactly. Well, it still might be. It still might not be. Um, Jimmy, right now, uh, we've not been able to locate him. So... He might some, well, here's, some person out on that street might be wearing his skin. We don't know where he is. No, he actually well, he went to the Chappelle uh, stand-up show that was happening at probably I think so that will he'll be here tomorrow. Yeah, that so, show yeah. will be ending next week. Yeah. The Chappelle show, but so there's no so right now there's there's no Jimmy Carr. So it's just us right now, you guys. So I think it might be fun if what we did was just start singing. Are you, you going to start singing? <laughs> It would be fun if all of a sudden. Thought it might be fun to sort of go around, uh, so this is a nice intimate setting, meet some of you guys, find out a little bit about what makes you tick, and we'll sort of do a little bit of a round robin Nerdist Podcast guest. Why don't you come on up here for a second and just, we'll find out, we'll find out what your. What is. uh, Yo, what you all about? What is your numb? What's up? What is, what is your name? My name's Erica. Erica, what do you do here in Montreal? She's a teacher. I, I, I am a teacher. That's right. Are you fucking kidding me? No, serious. Boom, done. Next guest. She's a, uh, hang on, hang on. She's, okay. a, she's a science teacher. So, and math. Yeah, don't and math. math. Uh, she's, uh, don't worry about it, guys. I'm psychic. Uh, yeah. Couple it's of wavy good. lines. No. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I believe I said... Eight o'clock. <laughs> what is your uh, what? So uh, so, how does Matt know all these things about you? Were she you... accosted me on the street I today. I totally did. I chased him down. <laughs> so you guys have already worked out a bit that we're not even a, that, that is totally outside. Listen, I, I didn't know what was happening. Okay, so yeah. you you teach you teach math and I, science. I teach math and science. And then uh, where where do you live? I live in Ottawa. You live in Ottawa. So it's about two hours away. Okay. Go Ottawa sports team. It's the Senators. It's the Senators. That's correct. I hope you get all the points this season to get that VIP trophy. No. Now, what is there to do in Ottawa? Because the girlfriend and I might drive there uh, tomorrow, and we're just wondering, is it worth it to go there? Are you threat. <laughs> all right, we've taken a poll from the audience, and they've said... <laughs> a, it's a lot of flowers? It's a great town. It's very pretty. Lots of great uh, museums. If you All right, you know what you're doing now. Here's Sorry, you guys know. You're, you do- know. you're doing you the know. equivalent of, well, he's very nice. You should go out with him. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> Is Ottawa me? He's responsible. No, you're not nice. <laughs> it's Ottawa. It's not like we just ask you to describe Winnipeg. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's right. In the winter in Winnipeg, you can throw water outside and it freezes before oh, it hits the ground. you can do that here, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Fuck, I know what I'm doing all that. winter. <laughs> so what... Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, it's uh, very green, lots of parks. You can see Parliament. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are the school systems like? 
If I want to raise a family, wow, there, I need this to is really. I'm I'm glad your podcast listeners are gonna be. They are gonna thrilled. enjoy this. All right, listen. Ottawa's here's the thing. lovely. I live in Ottawa. It's my home. It's great. We're actually doing a teacher evaluation. There's oh. no podcast. Shoot. The yeah. midnight show is that I we're doing. I swear then. Teacher evaluations. I will not swear. Yeah. How, what 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 grade, what grade do you teach? High school. You what teach ha- high school? High school. What happens when you got a sexy student? Well, I see. There, you have a wedding ring on. I do. Yeah, yeah. So they, I kind of do that, and they, yeah, they back away. But I must say that I've embraced my nerd over the last year. I put up a giant Doctor Who Dave Tennant poster in the back of my room. Nice. Yeah. And now I have a whole nerd collective, I think, that they come and they hang out in my room because they, I've embraced. Not after hours, right? That's wrong. <laughs> so getting fired. <laughs> uh, just give us Still your name fired. and your uh, your, your teacher ID That's number. Right. Just your show me your sonic screwdriver. Your yeah. school district. Yeah. And Doctor yeah. Wah. <laughs> so uh, what are you gonna do? What, what you, did you come in for? Just for just for just for laughs? Just for just for laughs. And somebody at this table may have told me, and my friends to maybe come to the show. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I tried to stack the deck. Yeah. You really did. You stacked the front of the house. Yeah. Well, uh, is there anything you want to tell everyone before we we let you go in this sort of round robin? If anybody can think of something awesome to do in Ottawa, please feel free to shout (laughs) it out. Now, if I'm not mistaken... Please feel free to share that with Ottawa. (laughs) That's true. It's only two hours to Montreal. Two hours is still a fuck shitload of time in a car. Not in Canadian distances. Wait a second. Are distances longer I don't understand the metric system. Yeah, I didn't kilometers... Metric time. So do people just walk out of their house in Ottawa and go, yeah, and then just walk back in? Yeah. Like, that's pretty much it? Summer's great. We actually just had a giant music festival that wrapped up, and it's about two weeks long. Who was the headliner of the giant Canadian music festival? Please tell me it was the Rush. Bare Naked Rush. Ladies. I'm not kidding. Rush. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. You got Rush. You got Bare Naked Ladies. You got the Guess Who, and then nobody else plays. <laughs> but Neil Peart's still pretty awesome. Yeah. Nice job. Yeah. Do you awesome. guys, uh, are you guys really proud of Rush? Because you should be. No. <laughs> no, they're over it. No. I think they're over it. <laughs> oh. oh. Then well, the question next. wasn't for you, then, was it? You're going to be next up here, sir. We'd like to interview an American. Well, thank you very much thank for being so much. here. Thank, thank you, you for being in our thanks, thanks. round robin. There she goes, the first unofficial guest. Can we, can we the Nerdist Podcast waiting for Jimmy Carr. Can we find out what this American guy's doing here? What are you doing? Uh, come on up. Come on up, sir. What is your come name? America. We'll get to you. Get in the hot seat. We're talking topics. What is your name, sir? Chad. Chad. Of uh, course it is. Where, where are you from? <laughs> My name's Chad Whiteman. <laughs> Chad Eggleston, it's the same thing. Eggleston. Just as white. Eggleston. Chad, you want to go to the Dave Matthews Band concert with me? I feel like that's something Chad would do. No, no, stop no, smacking no, on no, the no, Thanks for being a guest. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Chad, what is your uh, what is your tale? Where are you from? I'm from Vermont. You're from Vermont? Yes. Oh, Montpelier, you know, you the know capital. Vermont's a state, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I go to vac- sometimes I went to vacation a couple years, like a long time ago when I was a kid, and I was in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and I told people it's not part of America. I told people that, that I'm from Vermont. They said, oh, what's, what state is that in? It didn't happen once. That happened several times. And I know it's South Carolina, but, like, it's still, it's part of America. Do you know Rye? Cool you know, story, bro. Do you know Rye? <laughs> oh, Chad, don't let Jonah in the back half of the audience deter you from telling your stories. Don't worry. I'm sorry. It's all good. Are you familiar with Rygate, Vermont? Is or Rye, Rye, Vermont. Right. That's not no. a town. All right. Well, listen, I spent I some summers there. up yo, there. It was a good time. Yo, you know Ben and Jerry? 
What He's you, from there. Are you familiar with the band Fish? <laughs> what do you do in uh, Vermont? Real estate. You do real estate in Vermont. So you just sell hundreds of acres of land at a time? To New Jersey people, yeah, who have never I understand. Been there They never developed it, right? Yeah, it's fucking it's Jersey. Yeah. Hey, they keep the state financially alive, eh? Nothing else is. You so. just said A. You're really blending I didn't, in. Did here. I say A? You did. Right. Yeah. You did. I was mocking Canadians, sorry. Right. Oh, <laughs> shot oh, fire. Shit. Bring it. You can't I love mock Canada. Canada. Yo, for my, you I just dropped some Montreal shit. If I yeah. could, I would. I love Montreal. I'd be you you in a probably can. No, it's harder. Why can't we bring you guys together and create exactly. for Montreal? Yeah. Oh, I want to do that. Thank you. Did you just think of that? I did. Because that's actually my Instagram name, Chad for Montreal. Whoa. Really? It really is. Follow All right. On well, then Thank I'm going to take. Being up follow here, me on Chad. Instagram, folks. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Sorry. It really is. I I love Vermont. The only the part of the reason why I love living in Vermont is because I can come to Montreal and let's look at the rural. In Vermont, and I can get the city in Montreal. It's it's a great mix. Do you get bummed out in Montreal because you can't just put a gun under your I arm? I get bummed and walk out when I'm driving back from Montreal. Shh! I get bummed out. From my- you can't shush our audience. I did. I just. Gonna- <laughs> he just did. I had something in the mind I really wanted to say. So oh, I just- go yeah go. Chad. The worst part about driving back from uh, from Montreal to Vermont is the women because it's just like it just. You like, can't. No matter how many you kill worst, along the way, you never feel satisfied. No matter how you bad, just can't fill the hole. Just, yeah. So it just like goes yeah. from nine to eight yeah. to seven the to hangover, five to Montreal the, to Vermont. I mean, everything else is just like the cliff has boofed the wind. Walmart, <laughs> bam, there it is. Excellent. Well, thanks for being up here, Chad. Chad, yeah, yeah. Chad from Montreal. You know, Chad from Montreal. from Vermont visiting Montreal. Um, as we are in hour nine of waiting for Jimmy Carr, uh, <laughs> please keep on sending in your money. That, uh, you know, guys, <laughs> that really, ag- that really aggressive woman in the gray sweater behind you, sir. She wanted to come up. Okay, oh, he just bummed out that dude. No, you'll come up after I her. I met that dude. He's a good dude. Everyone's going to get a chance. It's, <laughs> it's a round robin. I Think swear of to, something funny to I say. I swear to Christ, I would bring up fucking everyone in this room until Jimmy Carr gets yeah. here. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh, yes, please, come on up, ma'am. It is now your turn. Step forward and face the tribunal. Take the mic. What is your name? And what is your creed? <laughs> Sarah, New York. Sarah, New York? That's a That's great my name. Yeah. My creed. Oh. What part of New York? My creed you? is the band Creed. <laughs> With arms yeah. wide open. Yeah. We are sorry about them. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. It's Canada. They just got Creed. <laughs> Like they just understood. Jimmy Carr, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Jimmy Carr! <laughs> That's okay. Oh, wait. Sarah, you didn't tell us anything about yourself. Stole my show. Sorry, Jimmy. We are interested in this. <laughs> fight, 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 Okay, really quick, Sarah. What do you do in New York? I'm a lawyer. Okay, great. How's that going? It's pretty what type of law do you practice? Uh, intellectual property. What's your favorite? What's your favorite fromage? Booties. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, thank you for being here. You can get a couple more drinks for my friend and mine. Yeah, intellectual property. This is my shit. Um, I'm, I'm terribly sorry I'm late. You may remember our first guest for not being here for the first 15 minutes, ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Carr. Yeah. Yeah. I really am very sorry. No, it's fine. I'll tell you, 
I'll tell you what happened. What I happened? To, I went to see uh, Dave Chappelle. Yes. Like, you wouldn't know it, I think, to see my style of comedy. But he was a big influence on me when I got into comedy. I, I, you know, <laughs> and I went to see the show, and he, it was an hour and 20 minutes before he came on stage. Yeah. Oh. We were just watching a DJ for an hour and 20 <laughs> minutes, and then he came on stage. And, and, I, and, and that's why I'm late. Because it, it influenced me. I thought I should turn up late to shit. <laughs> yeah, but we were not as entertaining as DJs. Waka waka wow. I was, how, how, what, did you see any of Dave's set? I saw like uh, 45 minutes of it. it how was, was it? Awesome. It was well, like, sure, of course. Really, just... So you saw the first 16th of his set. No. <laughs> he goes on a while. Should we head back over there, you think? <laughs> well, right after this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'll still be going on. Sure. How's, the, how's the nerdist? How is everyone? It's going all right. It's good, Jimmy. man. It's good to see you. What, what, what are we talking about? Oh. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like him. <laughs> I want to hear more about intellectual property. <laughs> Sarah, be careful when you leave. <laughs> oh, she's not leaving. Take a bu- <laughs> <laughs> She's our intellectual property. <laughs> it's got slightly aggressively sexual, but in a legal sense. Oh, that's sense. not where we were going with it? Oh, no, that's definitely where we're going. Oh, Good. Okay. Yeah. What I love about watching Chappelle is that, you know, there are some people where you kind of watch them as comedians. You probably, you, I'm sure you think about this a lot when you think about comedy, but you see some comics, you go, okay, they're good, their mechanics are good, they're a good comic. Chappelle fucking just is comedy. Just like everything that comes out of his mouth is a well-oiled machine of comedy. Yeah, it, it's a weird thing where he's like, the phrase that we would use in the UK, I think, is some people are funny or tell funny jokes and some people have funny bones. Yeah. What is it? Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, so we much. Don't need... Stage has just been stormed with. Thanks very much. I've people. just been more drinks. Oh, it's, thank you for the. It's a podcast with a budget. A little bit. <laughs> I say a budget. I mean, look around. This is what comedy would look like if it was illegal. <laughs> <laughs> it really would. This is like a speakeasy for comedy. Just yeah, a couple please. bootleggers. We tell some dick jokes, some a couple boys, flappers yeah. come out, everyone fucks each wow, other, wow, and then you go wow, home wow, and straighten up your wow, collars. Wow, wow. Um, I've wanted you on the podcast for a really long time. I'm a, we're, I'm, we're all big fans. I'm a huge fan of yours. And no, we are all huge no, fans. No, we're all huge yeah, fans. Yeah, we're no, fans. just well, me. Nice. Yeah. Um, but, but we were talking because the last time I saw you here at the festival, you were saying, I don't understand why America doesn't do more panel comedy panel TV shows because they're hugely successful in England, and we haven't really hit it, it yet. It does strike me as a weird thing that's happened the last couple of years when you, you, know, you come to Montreal. Obviously, the, the kind of Montreal crowd is different from the rest of North America. They're so comedy savvy. They know exactly what they're watching and what they're into. And I'm amazed how many people, like probably people in the audience this evening, that watch like QI, or yeah. they watch you know, my show. And I take out. So, but it's a weird thing where TV's just changed, where the broadcasters are living in the past. They're, they're, they're broadcasting, and people are narrowcasting. People are finding the stuff that they want on TV kind of from around the world so they're finding that kind of stuff and I think inevitably that means it has to come to America because people are enjoying that and, and they'll, they'll, they'll put it on the air there's a demand for it it requires no imagination on the part of a network now to do a <laughs> wait do we show. have to give up our guns then we're, we're welcoming it. It's great. <laughs> it's, it, comedy is... There, there's sort of like a... There's sort of like a, 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 a stand-up is very big in, in London right now. It's, it's it? much... It's bigger than... It's, I mean, the weird thing is... I mean, like the middle of this, I got very lucky on my career. There's a real... It's like people fill stadiums with comedy now. It's, in, it's insane. It's got kind of... Too, it's got enormous. It's bigger than rock and roll. You play, you play stadiums, huh? I, no, I, I mean, you know... Shut up. No, I don't. I really don't. I play like the biggest room I'll play. This sounds so... Sorry, it's like a... Commi- uh, yeah, I play like 3,000 seats is the most I'll play. <laughs> and then that's it. Oh. But that, you can't... But, but, I, but, but in three, in a th- if it's a good room, if it's an old room, the thing about British theatres is there was no health and safety when they were built. 
So there's 3,000 people, and the furthest away you could be is actually pretty close. What, now when they build theatres, their seats are too comfortable, North Americans are too fat, and it's, they're huge. <laughs> to get 3,000 people wheeled in. <laughs> the, the, but that thing of, like, they're close, and if someone heckles from the back, you can still hear them. You f- still feel like you're having a conversation with those people. In an arena, you are, you're, 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 you're whispering into the abyss. Yeah. It's just this, this black space. and you're, I you feel know. like you really need to be like Tim Minchin or someone who has like a musical, like some sort of real performance a, element. An, an actual talent, should we just say that? <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, don't wanna, I don't wanna diss stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy is like my favorite thing in the world. But let's face facts, what are jokes? And I, I'm a joke comedian, quite an old-fashioned comedian really in American terms. I tell jokes one after the other. And that's, who else tells jokes? Dads. In cars. <laughs> and even then, it's only after like, there's been an argument and there's a weird atmosphere. And it, it, oh, okay, here's one for you. It's like a joke and you groan and it's... Yeah. That's it's what a, jokes are. It's a We're dad the joke. lowest of the low. I'm one above a juggler in showbiz. <laughs> and I'm happy to be here, but really, there's street performers with more talent than me. <laughs> <laughs> They're right out there. God bless them. Bunch of uh, weird clowns out there. <laughs> there are a bunch of weird clowns. Yeah. You can tell a lot about a culture by the flavor of potato chip they have and the types of clowns they have. We had pickled oh. potato chips earlier. We had pickled potato chips, yeah, and some of the clowns Doritos. are very pickled out on the streets uh, right now. Of course, stand-up comics, we're the, we're the, we're the, you know, we're the natural successes to clowns, and those are some big shoes to fill. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Dad! Come on, old? Dad. Just Dad, take us to the ball. Dairy Queen. Shut up, Dad. <laughs> this keeps on pinching me. Shut up, Jonah. You pinched me first. Shut up, no, I didn't. <laughs> Not all clowns have big shoes, Dad. That's really racist. You're so excellent. <laughs> uh, don't drop us off too close to the mall, Dad. Oh, what? I mean, I know you're trying to do an argument, but I feel like for the first time I'm in a family. <laughs> <laughs> so warm. <laughs> so inclusive. <laughs> So Jimmy, for a while, I just want to say, was the fastest man in a reasonably priced car on Top Gear, which I was oh, very I went, impressed I went, with. I went back. Thank you very much indeed. I really do like Top Gear a lot. I spend a lot of time with, fantastic with, uh, show. with Jeremy hanging around. And I went back on it recently and tried again. The reason I was the first... You know the show? It's like a car show. Yeah. And only the BBC could make that show. There's no other broadcaster in the world because it's uniquely funded by a license fee. Like, it's funded by a taxation. Because if you try to get any channel in America to do that show, they go, you know how much Ford spend on advertising? Right. We cannot do that. Yeah. So it's like you can, you can only do it in that one kind of, that one space. And, and so I went on the show and it's watched. It's the biggest watch. It's the it's most amazing. watched TV show in the world. 320 yes. million people watch that show. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. It's huge. Because, you know, people like cars everywhere, right? Sure. People in Guatemala. I know Doctor Who. Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Ferrari? Let's get involved. That's... <laughs> But I tried to roll it, so I tried to roll the car, because I figured there's a neck brace. When are you going to be in a car with a neck brace on? When are you going to have a roll bar again? No way. I've never rolled a car. That's great. And I thought if I rolled it, I'll be a legend. It's true. He's not wrong. No, if I'd rolled it, you'd be hurt. And when I came in, the, yeah, there's a roll in the car. Yeah. What kind of car was it? It's like a reasonably priced... It was um, a Chevy? It was a Lissetti? Was it the Lissetti? The, the Lissetti, yeah. It's a, a piece of shit, I think is the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a terrible it's an Irish bit. car? No, it was a <laughs> the Chevy. Chevy's dad, an dad, you're dad. the dad. This, this whole time, you're left. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> I'm okay. your new mom. <laughs> so no, I did. I did do that. The racing around the cars. I've done a lot of driving actually. The last couple of years. It's a weird thing where being on television for me feels like uh, the Make a Wish Foundation. Are you, like, are you? Are you? Are you well? 
I'm absolutely, as far as I'm aware, <laughs> I'm fine. But I will tell you my unifying theory of what I think's going on in a moment. But it is like, I got to, uh, you know, I got to drive a Formula One car last year on another panel show that we Amazing. do. Amazing. We just, we, they, they went, oh yeah, we're, what are we doing on the show this week? We're going to drive Formula One cars around the track. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. <laughs> that sounds like a terrific idea. And then literally a week later, the test driver took half her head off. In oh the same my car. goodness. And they just let us out in it and gone, yeah, do what you want, fine. <laughs> oh my God. Health and safety wise, they're all on that same show. It's called A League of Their Own. It's worth looking up. There's a clip of me in a giant hamster wheel, like a man size Because we wanted to do the 100 meters in the oh studio, but we didn't have enough space. Like a week earlier, a hamster took half his face off in that wheel. <laughs> well, Dad! What, what I did, I, I, I bust my ankle. I, like, broke my ankle in this thing. It's a really funny clip because you see a man genuinely in pain. <laughs> and this, um, and it, to go from the jovial, I'm in a hamster wheel, everyone. This is hilarious, to... Oh, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> Having a little cry. <laughs> and then... And, and, and then I had to... I had to suck it up and do the rest of the show. What, so how do you, uh, what, what is the best way to navigate a British audience? Because it seems to me that a British audience, the second they feel like you're taking yourself too seriously, they, it's like the weeping angels. They fucking come to life and attack you. It's a Doctor uh, Who reference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've got you. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a British show, mate. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing. It's much more combative, I think, in the UK, much more about kind of the bear pit and late-night gigs. And I think because everyone does the Edinburgh Festival coming up, and there's a thing there called Late and Live, which is one of these kind of late-night gigs, but it's very aggressive and drunken and Scottish. Actually, if I just say aggressive and drunken, I could have just said Scottish. Right. <laughs> but it's really, and, you know, and it's people heckling at you and you having to come back and kind of be strong enough for that. And, it's, and that's what, what kind of appeals to me. I think a lot of people get into comedy because they're good at being mean to their friends in a funny way. Right. The primary it's like thing. just described us. Cocks over here. Yeah. Well, these two guys, Ouch. I mean... I'm sorry, I got too real. <laughs> I was fine with that. Apology accepted, friend. <laughs> I feel like I'm the guest star on the sitcom. And there's a lot going on here. There's an overarching theme. Are you guys getting on okay? We're doing fine. No, Today. We're fine. we're fine. You know, it's every day's a challenge. <clears throat> Some days better than others. Right, guys? Every day's a challenger. <laughs> Is that a space shuttle reference? Sorry, is Jesus it? Christ! Sorry, was that? I just... Oh no, there's a, there's a there's there, there's terrible bad news. There's a there's a hole in the space time continuum, and it, is, it appears to be what 1987 when that reference would have been. <laughs> Seriously, are you the guy from Quantum Leap? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ziggy told arrived? me he was going to kill. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah. Ziggy says you've got to make a Challenger yeah. reference or you won't be born. <laughs> What? What happened to that show? That was an amazing. Quantum Leap ran seven wonderful seasons on NBC, and uh, yeah, thank you, Scott Bakula. I don't know. He's not dead. Why are not you looking dead. up? He's, he's, he's still not, alive. He's fine. He was in Behind the Candelabra, oh, the best fuck movie you of the guys. year. Scott Bakula's not still alive. No, he is. He was. Yeah, he was I'm Behind the Candelabra sure. just the other day. Quantum Leap, and he walked away. No, so, no, 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 no. Oh, he's on the roof. Well, when you think of the. 
When you think of the, the terrible things they remake, I mean, they, they've remade some terrible shows of and course. made them into movies, and for some reason they haven't, done, they haven't touched that one yet. What's going on? I Let's don't do know, it. actually. I, 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 would, I would be curious to find out if they actually did try at one point could to we, remake I, it. I have a friend that works in, intellect, I, I, you know, that works in the law, and we could probably get the rights. There's she a girl in, sitting in the second row who works in intellectual that's property. That's his friend he was referencing. I don't think so. No, no, that was, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Hey, yeah. Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Sarah, I'm sorry, Jimmy. Is, I'm is, sorry. Is there any way that you would be able to get us the rights to Quantum Leap? Obviously. Okay, good. <laughs> That's all you need to say. It's How, okay, here's a question for you. How far away from Quantum Leap do we have to get before we can claim it's our idea? <laughs> Quantum it's... jump. Huh? <laughs> she just said, take it. You're the worst intellectual property lawyer <laughs> I have ever... Yeah, just... Or maybe she's the best. Take it. Because if we just took it and didn't question it, then maybe no one would notice. And we I would bet just... the guy that owns the rights, the guy that, the guy that made those seven series yeah. on NBC way back when is sitting by a pool somewhere. He's not paying attention. If he sees Quantum Leaps coming on TV, he'll think it's his version. That's not like Stephen <laughs> Bochco. That's not like Bochco or one of those guys. Or Sir Canal, Stephen J. Oh, Canel I don't know who Bochco. made Quantum Leap. If anyone... What do you mean you don't know? You're a nerd. Come on. <laughs> I knew How it went for not seven series, Jimmy. Jesus. I knew what network it aired on. I know everything about Sam's ties. Ask... They were awesome. <laughs> if you ask That's him about how you know about the that? reference that one man loved. The if rest you of you, him, Jimmy, yeah. it only takes he, one. He did. He liked yeah. ties. He would he be did. able to give you the schematics of, of the uh, Enterprise 1701D. If you wanted that, Matt could All give of you... them, yeah. It's 36 decks, the D, if you want to know. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, it's 42 decks. 36 is engineering, in case you're wondering. Uh, so how... There's a huge portion of the middle of it that's just a deuterium tank. That's oh, the yeah. fuel. <laughs> That's crazy. Crew quarters are mostly on deck eight. You know what I'm saying? I'll meet you at ten forward. But I how we I fly? Thought. You think it's it's kind of just the, the you know the thing that's extraordinary about you knowing that is that is, is you know the the perception that many would have that that yeah. is a waste of intellectual property. Uh, you know most uh, would uh, have that. Yeah, you know, yeah. prowess. You know you're clearly very a good mind for these things. But, but basically, it's like you did a theology degree. It's just. You, <laughs> oh, you, you just you know no, a no, lot. No, no, no. You know a lot about a made-up thing. But 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 here's the difference, Jimmy. Here's the difference. Star Trek's set in the future, so it could happen. <laughs> well, oh, no I mean, shit. In in an infinite universe with infinite worlds, it definitely will. Yeah. Bounty, Jesus, right? not gonna happen. He should have been back like thirty years ago, right? <laughs> Your watch counts Jesus. years? Yeah, it's an Omega Speedmaster, first watch on the moon. That's true, isn't it? The first it? watch on the moon. It is. Wow, it's like a seven-year-old bought it. <laughs> I bet you've got one of those mattresses that they developed as well. <laughs> Remember those mattresses They're that had the late-night late advert to go, yeah, molds to your body. Well, that yeah. would be comfortable when I want to move. Yeah, it's called the Thermopedic. <laughs> There's also a Tempur-Pedic. Don't worry about Thermopedic? it, Thermopedic? Well, that's the one that cools. It's got the cooling gel in it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You, yeah, have, you, a, you have a problem with night sweats? No. Look at me. I have a problem with all sweats. Doesn't matter a time yeah. of day. Doesn't matter if it's 40 degrees outside. I will find a way to sweat. Yeah. yeah. And since he's, you currently currently he's currently developing a casket that's waterproof. Looking into it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it goes inside a vault. Never mind. Don't worry about it. What Jimmy, wanna, more about you. What I want to know is, uh, just because people who are familiar with your style, you're... you're uh, you have really uh, hard, quick jokes that yeah. you tell on stage, like actual jokes. Just because I, I, I think it's an insecurity thing. I think it's like, if I, like Chappelle this evening was extraordinary to watch. He just swaggered on 
and started talking when he started talking. He was not in a rush. Whereas I've got that very British thing of going, a couple of things to get through and then we'll get on. (laughs) Come on now, the times are wasting. I'm sure you've got busy, busy lives. (laughs) That's how most children are born in England. 200 one-liners, let's go. So you just just took the second half of the phrase, carry on. (laughs) (laughs) But that's why... But I think what you do is harder because when you're telling a joke, there's a, it's a sink or swim kind of thing. The joke's going to hit or it's not going to hit. Well, it's a great feedback loop because you either get the laugh on it or you don't. And the thing that I would, I would draw, you know, at this festival, I mean, there's great shows here. There's people doing really interesting things. I saw Maria Bamford show in this room a couple of nights ago. It was extraordinary. It's a brilliant show. But for me, that show was kind of like someone building something out of marble. They're carving this beautiful thing, and, and one mistake, and it's kind of all ruined, and they're, they're creating kind of a journey for you. It's really beautiful. Whereas I'm building with Lego blocks. So it's inherently just easier. I'm building a model just one step at a time. I just need 200 of these jokes. I can throw them together in pretty much any order. We're off. It's, <laughs> it's a really kind of Have fun way to work. Have you ever experimented with the other? Yeah, I do. I'm doing a, a, a couple of things here where I'm telling kind of a longer, sort of more involved story. I find they have to be, for me, though, I can't create those stories. They have to be like a real thing that happened. I was intrigued. Your material the other night. I don't know if people saw you. Did you people see your set I don't think night? these guys saw the Talk of the Fest show. Oh, some of you did. Okay. But there was a story, without ruining the story, there was a story about you dressing up in... Uh, a Kigurum uh, animal costume. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no! But dressing up in those... In those co- and that struck me that that was... Like, as a comic, sometimes you watch someone and you kind of go, I'm pretty sure that's true. It's totally true. I'm pretty sure that's a totally true thing, it's a totally not true an invented thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is, because I... I you are such a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... It is a totally true thing. You know, the, when... when um, uh, the, the, the first... When I first started doing... It's just that thing of... When you first start doing comedy, maybe it wasn't like this for you... I thought, oh, comedy is this thing, this well that you have to go draw from to write funny j- things, and there has to be a turn, and there has to... And I'm then, sti- yeah, I'm, I'm still in that place, so don't, <laughs> don't burst my bubble here. Where, no, I've where only, do I go now? I've only just... I've only well, just I've, uh, hang on, I've come on the, the Nerdist, and I've got a spirit guide. <laughs> <laughs> but you're yeah, good yeah, at I'm it. Yeah, I'm stuck there. I'm still there. You're good at it. You're good at the joke turns, and I, I found that I wasn't, and so in the last year, I've just been telling stories which to yourself you go oh that's not funny that's just a thing that happened to me but then you realize like oh actually it's a very organically can be funny because it's it's a real thing and there's a there's an authenticity there's a truth to it that is funny that you're revealing it's an interesting thing though when you go and uh, like the the, the division that i make like the people that play stadiums as opposed to me i think there's comics that you go to listen to and there's comics you go to see Right. I think there's a real distinction. I think that's really true of um, you know, some of the comics are, are just for last. There's people that you go and you go, right, he's going to say some funny things and I will laugh, and that's a contractual arrangement. And there's some people you just want to be in their company. And, yeah. you feel like, and I think actually as you become you know, better known and do more things and there's more podcasts, people know you better now. So those stories probably become inherently funnier just because people, they go, oh, well, that's, I, I understand what's going on there and I know what he's like and I know, you know that thing of... You know, the other night when you sort of mentioned Doctor Who, people were going, oh, Jesus, again. It was really funny. It was really funny because they knew there was a contingent in the audience going, oh, gee, will this guy ever stop? With Jesus stop Christ. Well, the, uh, uh, do you find that it's, when you're performing in the States, that it's, uh, do you perform in the States that often? Very rarely. I mean, I occasionally go over and do like a late night TV show, like five minutes, because I find it so, like, thrilling that they would have me. That's <laughs> fine. What? What? You want me to go and do the Tonight Show? Yes, in a heartbeat, and just you go and do four minutes jokes. It just seems the most kind of. You know, you know, Johnny Carson's thing. gone, right? He's no longer. 
I, 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 yeah, I got the memo. Yeah. Right. How many shows are you on in, in England right now? I'm on maybe three. I do a thing called Eight Out of Ten Cats, which 10 is the cats, panel show. Ten o'clock I, live. Ten o'clock live. I do a thing called the Big Fat Quiz of the Year, which we do. So- <laughs> Weird. How do you know that? I- Internet. You okay? YouTube. You torrent. Your Irish cousins is a better answer. Uh, and they, you haven't seen it. You've been. I, I was told about it. There's a show. They're what? Sorry, from YouTube. I thought you were making a roundabout joke about the band U2. (laughs) Dad! (laughs) You're the dad now! Make him stop! No, it was his joke. So, you really, you probably don't have a lot of time to go tour overseas. Well, no, I do like, I I do maybe uh, 150 shows a year in the UK every year. And I, I had to cut down. I used to do five a week. I now do three a week. Uh, you know, occasionally your girlfriend goes, come on. <laughs> come on now, call your horses. No, sweetie, I like you, but you're not 300 strangers that I need validation from. It's a weird thing, isn't it? I mean, every comic... Now, my favorite quote about comedy is, it's that, you know, in a room of 500 people, you're the one person facing the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> that absolutely sums us up, I think. it's We're broken, like, in a weird way. It's a weird thing to get up and try to get attention from people. Why do you need attention? Why do, why, why do I care what, how you guys feel? I don't know a lot of people in this room, and yet I really care... Yeah. How you perceive me. And there's probably a couple of you that are just like the worst people. <laughs> there are probably a couple of people here I've that are just... I've often thought about that. Like in yeah. my audiences, the amount of people that I've played to now, I must have played to guys that have killed. Yeah. The I, odds I absolutely are... absolutely must have. Yeah. I'm really odds. happy you gave that murderer a great night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, what a night. <laughs> a good stabbing and me, a laugh. That gave me the energy to kill again. Yeah. You know I what? Feel I feel like doing God's work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was gonna quit my murdering. Then I saw that Jimmy Carr. Oh shit! I'm gonna stab me. I watched some... him kill on stage. Now I'm gonna go <laughs> kill Dad. <laughs> I feel we've created a monster with the dad reference after jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this has to end because yeah. it's really going to... That's going to Okay, be... here's a game. It's called Pass the Dad. And basically, everyone makes a dad joke. And whenever they do, the other three people go, Dad! And then, it, and, then, and then it's someone else's turn to make the dad joke for the next round. So that's how that game works. Oh, so you're done. So now it goes to Jimmy. Now it's, now, now it's going to go to Jimmy. Oh, sure. You're going to be the next the dad. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also find that, um, that what is a politically correct or socially acceptable in England is a lot looser than, or at least different, than what you could get away with uh, over in the States. super different, yeah. I mean, it's it's just different rules, I think, apply. There's stuff about... I remember when I first went to Los Angeles to do gigs and going to the improv and and seeing people talking about race in a way that just would not be acceptable in the UK. Just would be... It was, you know, people using, uh, you know, the N-word freely on stage in a way that people would go, well, that that can't go on. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's... This must be stopped. Um, there's a lot about America I feel like you would say that about. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it, there's a weird thing where it's just, it's kind of different. It's, and whereas, you know, uh, cursing and sexual stuff is kind of what, we, we do an awful lot more of that, I think. And that's much more acceptable. The C word we're very comfortable with. But yeah. you, it sounds good when you say it, though. Yeah. See you next Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. The, the polite way of saying the C word. It is. Uh, there's not many scenarios, though, where you want to say the C word in a polite way. Yeah. <laughs> no. More tea, Vicar? No. Well, you want to see you next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, say it, say it. What cunt? Yeah. See, it sounds great when you say it. Cunt. See, it sounds bad when we say it in America. That was, that was weird. You <laughs> yeah. said it very weird. Yeah. Why? 
I just feel like you s- yeah. you put more syllables into it. Yeah, than you, you there have to are. say like we. Say Why are you normally? critiquing me, you cunt? Stop being no, such again, a you cunt. Did it, you did it. We, both of you are doing it wrong. What? Yeah, that's how Americans say it. Nope. <laughs> I think well, then let's, let's defer to it. It sounds like you've been called a lot more than us. Come on. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It felt like I know. Right, listen, yeah, if yeah, a guy's yeah. yelling something out of a van, it sounds no, I, like I, this. I, always, I know how to say it. It's always preceded by fat, uh, and then and then it just goes fat, fat cunt. Yeah. No, you could be a skinny cunt. <laughs> oh well, not me. <laughs> that takes years of practice. I can. <laughs> oh well, fuck no, you. No, but the rules are different. <laughs> <laughs> We're back in the car. Uh, <laughs> Here's one for you. Uh, <laughs> Try and create a nice mood. Let's turn the radio up. Um, it, it's a weird thing. The rules, the rules aren't very different. Uh, like in, in the UK, the, uh, the word oriental would be used. In, in, in America, not so much. Not so much. I discovered on stage the other night. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know. It wasn't bad. It was, yeah. Hmm. There's talk a, you got to talk about a rug when you use that word. Yeah, just a rug. Yeah. It has to be an object. You can't describe yeah. a human being like that. As a, as it a, has to be an object or a salad with mandarin oranges. <laughs> yeah, you can say oriental chicken salad. Yeah. yeah. But now they even change the menu, say Asian chicken salad in, in some of the Oh, well, I'm the still going to a racist place, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> You're always heading up those racist places. <laughs> racist places? Yeah, yeah. Racist Places sounds like a very marketable <laughs> chocolate bar. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds amazing. Dad! We're taking, we're taking Dad! you to... Dad! We added it. Jonah's turn. <laughs> See you, Jonah. We passed the, pass the dead. This feels like a British show. Like What I love about British television is that, some, that it, in American television shows, they're so focused on, well, the show has to have a point. There has to be a reason. And it feels like in British television... I think television, you're insulting British television right now. No, 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 no. no, 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 no I'm no, saying... I, I don't in, think you are. I think in, you're making the exact point, which is they're all based on parlor games. Yes. What used to happen is Downton Abbey was like a real thing. People lived like that for hundreds of years. Okay, And they were in country houses for the weekend, and they were cold and they were damp and people were bored out of their minds and they played parlour games so a lot of those kind of games like charades came out of that world people found themselves with hundreds of servants taking care of them going well, what are we going to do we don't even have to make tea uh, uh, well I'll pretend to be a book <laughs> and that, a lot of that that tradition of that tradition of playing those games came out of that, and then we're still doing that now. So there's a lot of, you know, the news quiz or whatever has been going for years. But it's based on that same premise. Or, I'm sorry, I haven't a clue is a really funny... You know that game? No. I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. It's a Radio 4 show, which is very good and very beloved, where you've got to speak for a minute without uh, deviating, pausing, or getting off topic. Oh, wow. That sounds impossible. <laughs> no, it sounds like what we do. Well, there was, there was a show that I did, a, I did an American pilot for like 10, 10 or 11 years ago called The People Versus, which basically it was a British show where there was a guy at a desk. Yeah, called Jerry Sadovitz. Yes. Who's one of, one of the greatest close-up magicians in the world. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. No, he's a, he's a very interesting man, Jerry Sadovitz, and a brilliant comedian. Very kind of, uh, very, very dark. But he, yeah, he did a show where it was a line of people, and they would come up and chat to him. He would, they would just talk about anything that they wanted to talk about, and he would listen and engage them, and as soon as he felt like they were done, he would hit a bell and they'd move. And then the next person would come sit down. And we tried to do it in the States, and there was so much like, well, there has to be rounds, and there has to be a structure, you and there has to be reasons. just the first 15 minutes of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were being original. I really did. Yeah. 
you did. I thought that had never been done before. No, it's been done before. But <laughs> I just lo- I love the before, idea that yeah. it's just like, well, you do it because it's entertaining and it's fun. There doesn't have to you don't they don't no, have to come on and go. This is why we are doing this. I show. remember pitching a show to NBC years ago, and it was a panel show. I said we could remake our panel show in the states. It's about the news and it's about statistics and it's eight out of ten cats, and we could do it here. Yeah, and but that- does some guy leap in time? <laughs> Sadly, no. And the guy, the guy just went... I don't get it. I'm being the executive. Go ahead. But the guy, the guy was just kind of obsessed by who's going to win. Who's going to win. So people, they'll just want to win. The comics will want to win. Yeah. You go, no, I think the comics will get it. They'll get it. They've just got to be funny. No, they not enough. Win. No. Not enough. So who, at the end of the series, is there like a playoff? No. <laughs> what are you talking about? Jesus. I wonder, what is the, what is the general feeling about America right now. No, and, don't ask him okay. that. I don't. <laughs> I'm guessing yeah. it's a I lot like it's, our feeling I towards it's America. It's sympathy. It's like a, like a big guy falling down. You know, everyone's like, oh. It's, what it's pretty positive, isn't it? I think generally. I mean, Europe, is it? Well, yeah, because Europe's, I mean, Europe's unbelievably, Greece is broken. Right. Portugal's closed. <laughs> we're, we're looking this way. We, I need was, a, we need a friend in that direction because there's nothing going on. I was watching uh, Top Gear uh, last week, and they were in. Sorry to bring up Top they Gear again. They went to Spain. They yeah. went to Spain, where they were just running through. They were just driving through the cities that were just vacant, brand new developments vacant. Then they came upon an airport that closed five years ago. It was built ten years ago. A full international airport where they just they just drove the runway because it was vacant. Yeah, you, you, the economy you're, you're is exactly broken. The right point, yeah, Europe yeah. is Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> but you've, you've it needs a Robocop. Yeah, do you want Robocop? We can send him over. <laughs> Robocop is in Detroit. We can move him. He's a robot. He'll go wherever we tell him. We can move on from the Robocop thing if you want. Robocop. <laughs> Robocop's real, right? He's got a. Why, why do we. Why would. Sorry, I don't quite follow. He we, saves Detroit. He saves Detroit. Does he save Detroit? I've seen that film. I don't remember the saving bit. Yeah, <laughs> no, what are you talking about? Sure he shoots people and beats and, them up. Yeah, I mean, and there then, is some collateral damage, but it's very much in the same way that, uh, you know, Team America World Please save Paris at the beginning <laughs> of that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's the same. Yeah, but at the end of Robocop, everyone wakes up and there's gold everywhere, right? I watched a different version. So your show, so 10 O'Clock Live is a live show four nights a week, five nights a no, week? No, no, not even. Once a week. Once, once a, week. a week. Everything's once a week in the UK. No one has ever done... Well, the guy called Graham Norton once did four nights a week. Oh, we're yeah. familiar. And it was, yeah, Graham's great. And, and it, was, it was kind of... There aren't enough people in England to fill that show, <laughs> it would appear. It's just an impossible task. Whereas America has this kind of inter- entertainment industry in New York and Los Angeles where you can, you can kind of make that happen. There's just not enough stuff. So we tend to do weekly cycle shows... And not for as long as the States. We, we, you know, no one ever does 24 episodes of anything. You tend to do six because it's two guys writing it together. It's not a team of guys. Well, Bargain Hunt goes for 32 episodes at a time. You know that written show, Bargain Hunt? <laughs> yeah, it's very written. well scripted. Yeah, that's, isn't it? That's it seems real it to me. So the actors great. in it are so... Well, you see they get 300 pounds each, an hour to shop. <laughs> what I think Sorry. is really interesting is that, you, you know, as a comedian, of course, you're, part of your job is to sort of take down big structures... I think is it? Don't you think to make no, fun of to make fun of? Absolutely not. No, I, you don't I, think so? No, I'd have to disagree on that. I think my job is purely to be an entertainer. No, but I mean, on Ten O'clock what? Live, you guys make fun of stuff. Yeah, I just I just do the gags at the top. <laughs> I just do the gags at the top. I just do jokes. I mean, I'm just trying to be funny. I mean, really, that thing about when comedians think that oh, I think my opinion might change a few. I'm going to blow some minds this evening. <laughs> You're in all kinds of trouble. 
I think we're entertainers. I think it's that thing of like, it's just, just trying to be funny about stuff is the prime directive. And if you can get something across in the, in, you know, in the meantime, if you happen to agree with something and get behind it, then great. But it's not my modus operandi. I think for some comics it is. You see some, there's great kind of political comics that have got a real point to make. But it's not my, my gig, really. I guess, I, just, I guess where I'm going with this is that you, you are... You're a very famous comic in England. Like people know who you are, and so as a result, you make the news sometimes. But then you do a news show, and then you still have to deal. Sometimes, with... sometimes that can be alarmingly awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can find yourself occasionally having to make a topical show that night, and you're on the cover. Of you're every on paper. the cover oh, of every paper. Yeah. What's yeah. an example of that happening? Uh, well, I had, <laughs> I Don't like worry a... about it, Jonah. There was some stuff. <laughs> Some yeah, I had a big thing last year. I had a big kind of. I had a big. Uh, there was a big tax scandal, and I, I, I slightly Wesley sniped it. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Put you it can't. in the dictionaries. <laughs> you just. I, and you just moved it creatively. Wesley Snipes just didn't bother paying. Yeah. But then, then what happened was on the. So we're making the show that weekend. It was bad, but it, it was kind of manageable bad. And then the prime minister was at the G20 summit. Our prime minister, and he broke off from a meeting with Obama to comment on my tax affairs. And, and, and when the Prime Minister's breaking off from a meeting with the most important man in the world to go, yeah, Jimmy Carr's a dick. You, <laughs> you, are, you are in a degree of trouble that you... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can, I can kind of laugh about it now, but, oh, for fuck's sake. I mean, you're, 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 you know, you probably don't think of yourself as a famous comedian guy. You're just a dude in your mind. And then all of a sudden, like, did the prime minister just say that me? What the fucking what? Yeah, it's a very weird thing when you get your BBC News app and you go, oh, I'm the top story. <laughs> oh, no. I yeah, must a... have won Wimbledon. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So how oh, do man. you... How do you I'll call him George? Oh, no, that's not me. So you have to deal with that on your show because you can't skirt it, right? Yeah, no, you have to. But I think as a comic, you have to deal with the stuff that's going on anyway. So it's, you know, it was fine to deal with. And it was, there was a sense in which it was, it was, that show was very much about taking your medicine. Um, I, I'd, I'd link it to the, the person that did it best, I think, was Hugh Grant. Uh, yeah, Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Grant. Grant? Yeah. When, when he got caught with Divine Brown and he went on The Tonight Show and he said, I've been a very naughty boy. Yeah. yeah, and he was just kind of—he just went, well, you know, I, I did that, and then he had to take everyone. You know, was rude about him, but he just took it, and then he's fine. He was. Well, he did the Hugh you Grant hear that, thing. Eddie Murphy. That's what you should have done. <laughs> Again, the time riff from 1987. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Sam just leaped into me. He's gone now. He's <laughs> in it, a woman from the 40s. It was, now. you know, the Hugh did the Hugh basically was. He's the. He's the, uh, the quintessential charming British stammerer, Hugh Grant. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm so sorry. Is that... And American audiences are so charmed by that, and yeah. it's, it's so adorable that everyone was like, oh, it's fine. And he, yeah, he totally, he totally I think, survived I think if, it. I think if I had been, been as, you know, as handsome as Hugh Grant, I would have totally got away with it. Because <laughs> he, I think a lot of people are just mesmerized by, my God, he's an attractive man. Of course he did. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, but again, just going back to what I was saying earlier, is that as long as... I think as long as a British audience understands that you don't take yourself too seriously, then it seems like they're fine. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I think when people... There's a real kind of... T- with our press as well, our, the way our media works, it's much more kind of... Um, the tabloid media are much more kind of uh, vociferous in the, in the UK. I mean, we, they really kind of go for people. And that tallest poppy thing. So some, occasionally, once every sort of... It used to be about once a year, I would have a joke that went too far and they would get very upset by 
So the, the last time that happened to me was... Sorry, this is bo- boring for you. No, this is great. But the, um, the last time that happened to me was, in, like, in a big way, was I did a joke about the, uh, uh, our young soldiers in Afghanistan and Iraq. And I said, it's, it's terrible. Sorry these, about that. These young men are coming back, um, you know, the maimed. They're coming back without arms and legs. But on the plus side, our Paralympics team will rule. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great That's joke. That's a good but joke. I, I, did, I did that joke about maybe... Three years ago, and it was on the front page of every paper. And this guy's disgusting, and we could boy- bo- we should boycott the shows, and we should, you know, we have nothing to do with it. And the the troops were fine with it. I wrote the joke in a in a military hospital with a guy who was a triple amputee, I was just kind of sitting chatting to him, and I went, "Oh, I'll write that down. It's funny." Uh, but then the papers kind of really went for that thing. And, and sometimes you have to just go, "Well, there's 30 jokes in my show that they could have done that to, sure. and they picked that one. Fine." And you're what, not. What are you going to do? There you know? was nothing. You weren't worried at all. Like I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose it. Yeah, a little bit for that. That kind of morning, you're kind of a bit. Oh well, this could this could be the end. But I've had a good run. Fine. But then then like I was at a, an event. It was the GQ Awards in London about last year. So it was, I was presenting it last September, and uh, uh, Sebastian Coe made exactly the same joke, but he made it as a serious point because <laughs> they had. <laughs> They had, like, 30 guys from Help for Heroes, which is the, the, the kind of help our forces kind of thing, the guys that have been injured, come up on stage to collect a, an award, and Sebastian Coe went, you know, these, these guys, thanks to these guys, we're going to be amazing in the Paralympics in the future. And I went, he's nicking my material. <laughs> it's crazy. And then the front page said, he's a hero! The next time. Yeah, but, I mean, often that's what it is. People, people take a joke out of context, I think, because they think... Because there's observational comedy where people say what they really believe, uh, and, and then that gets reported on, that's fine. That become, you know, your Twitter feed becomes uh, a news story. And then if you just make a joke, people, out of context, it looks... After, after I see my stuff in print, you know when these lazy reviewers, sometimes you get, not so much in Montreal, but sometimes you get crazy lazy reviewers who just go, I'm just going to repeat what I saw on my... what I did on my summer holidays. Yeah. I just tell you the jokes I heard last night. It was a good show. He said this. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're not adding a lot of value there, but fine. And then you see your joke written down in print, and you go, oh, that is a bit rapey. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, you know, there's a lot to be said for delivery and context, and you worked up towards that as well. I, I often feel like a good, show, a good like, tour show of mine will have jokes at the end of two hours that I could not possibly have said in the first 20 minutes. Right. That thing of, like, you, you, your audience kind of... They get into your humour. Everyone knows it's a joke. You're building credit. You're leading them along. Sure. And then, you, and then you're, you're, you're spending all that goodwill at the end on a brutal Holocaust joke. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> You're cashing it all in. Sure, right why end. wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> and that, that's why you find that it's harder to do like a 10-minute set where you're like, shit, some of these really need the context of the other jokes around them to sort yeah, of... Yeah, it's a weird up. thing in Montreal because you're, you're sort of... You're, like some of it's too brutal too quick. Yeah. I found that I was doing the Nasty Show here this week, which is a great fun show. It's very cabaret this year. We've got great kind of fun acts on. Um, but it's, it's like you, sometimes you feel like this is too quick to the punch. And you want people to get to know you first. And also, because they don't know me, that point I was making about your humor now and how those stories will become better for people because as they get to know you more, like, I don't have that here. That, like, people don't know me here, whereas when I tour at home, there's a, they've seen the other shows. Do you like that? Do you like coming to a place where you have to kind of almost feel like you're go- doing an open mic? Yeah, I mean, it's inconvenient, but yeah, it's a challenge. <laughs> it's like, why don't you people know me better? Come on. <laughs> it's really your fault, not mine. The stuff's out there. What's the, what's, your, what's the dirtiest joke you told on the Nasty Show? Um, I, I'm just trying to think. Uh, the, uh, I don't think it's anything too bad. Um, I, I tried some stuff that didn't work that was too dirty, I think. Like? 
Uh, can we tell jokes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah tell, you, tell you. I'm, I'm curious. I'm gonna... Okay. Um, the what? Well, I, I had a thing at the end where I said, uh, you know, is anyone unoffended? Is anyone totally? You know, because I did 12 minutes. I said, is anyone unoffended? And the guy went, yeah, I'm totally unoffended by anything you said. I said, well, I'll try and offend you. And I got chatting to the guy, and he was a young guy. I said, I said, a friend of mine. I'll try and offend you. I said, a friend of mine when I was at school got caught masturbating in the showers. And he went, what? Nothing. I said, it ruined the school trip to Auschwitz. (laughs) (laughs) Ruined. You're the best dad ever. That's just a weird... Dad, 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 dad. It's crazy. (laughs) Just a fun... You know, it's just a Such a simple (laughs) little... Little brutal thing. But, like, within the context of a show... Like, out of nowhere on a podcast... It's oh, Jesus. That guy sounds like he might have something going on, or some prejudice, or something. You, you, we did we did the green room a couple years ago, yeah, yeah. Paul Provenza, and it was um, uh, Eddie Izzard and Judah Friedlander, and you and Tim Minchin and me and Paul Provenza, and you said something that I I just told my girlfriend the other day, and I fucking laughed about it again. I don't know if out of context might be weird, but you guys were ta- you and Eddie were talking back and forth, and I said. God, I just want to fuck your accents. Is that weird? And then Tim Minchin goes, Tim Minchin goes, don't you want to fuck my accent? And then you immediately go, it sounds like your accent's already been fucked. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> it, was so, it was such a gorgeous moment. These... <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was my, I think in my first ever Montreal, that was my opening line. You know, I kind of came out and went, you may be having trouble with my accent, but of course, technically, I don't have an accent. This is just how things sound when they're pronounced properly. <laughs> He's right. Fun. Is there, a, is there sort of a, um, is, is there like a, a, a place where, because, you know, obviously the comedy scene in London must not be that big. It must be kind of small. There can't be that many comics, are there? Uh, no, there's, there's an awful lot now. I mean, it's a big, it, it, it's become a huge thing in the UK. It's become like, because people are playing arenas, there's more clubs, there's more people going out to theatre shows. It's just become, it kind of, it's become an option as a night out in a way that it wasn't maybe 10 years ago when I started doing bigger rooms. It wasn't like, now it's like, should we go to the movies or should we go and see a comedian or should we go and eat something? It's like, for a night out, which I think it isn't in many places in North America. Like the, no, When a comic anymore. comes to, down, to town, it's like a big deal. But now there's tour shows all the time, every night of the week in the major cities. We had that in the States from about 77 to like 93 was the sweet spot for people just having comedy be an option. Like, this is the thing to do. Is it like that in Canada? Do you guys just think, oh, let's go out and see comedy at all? No, it's not really like that either. No, we'd rather see a show like this. (laughs) (laughs) But... Then it died, but there's a little bit of a renaissance, but I don't think there's, there's nothing like... Well, I mean, our country's just so fucking big. I mean, you're... It's big, and it hasn't got the theatres built in the same way. Oh, Take know? that back. <laughs> we got theatres. Take that back. We pretty much threw the War of Independence. I feel we could take it back. <laughs> Wait, please do it. <laughs> we're in some trouble. We were crazy. We were all worried about the sugar in the, in the East Indies. That was our problem. That's why we threw that war of independence. Terrible God business. We backed the wrong horse, I feel. <laughs> you need to I come think we still own America, don't we? The Federal Reserve is privately owned. No, it's China. China, pretty I much. Don't, I don't think it does. The, the, the Federal Reserve is a privately owned company, and I think 60% of America's debt is owed to the Federal Reserve, and that's owned by four European companies and two American companies. So no. I think technically we still own you. No, I think it's, I think it's China... <laughs> God, this guy's smart. Oh, here's a. <laughs> so I'm gonna say it one more time. <laughs> Most likely China. What's the? Uh, He's like me with the Enterprise, but it's real facts. 
<laughs> so what's the what's the you you haven't done your show since the baby was born, have you? No, I haven't done. I haven't. I haven't even kind of really really thought about it. But the, the yeah, it's George, right? They called it George. Did they call it George? I think they called it George. Real yeah. original guys. I listen. I pitched for the Windsor, but no one w- w- responded to that. The Windsor. The Windsor. Right. I know, I know when they haven't got back to you. Maybe they just I haven't said, got the email. No, yeah. for the Windsor, FTW. I wanted to be FTW. I wanted to be for the Windsor. And no one responded positively to that at <laughs> how all. Good, how good would it have been if they called it North? Oh. Just if they'd gone, hey, it seems to work for Kanye. North, Mountbatten, Windsor. But there are probably really only about five names that you can name like a potential king, right? And it'd be like George would be one of them. George would be one. Um, I, w- I would say... Uh, Shaniqua. <laughs> oh, Chad. <laughs> we just got Chad. Did <laughs> Passing Check out Chad. this hanging Chad. I'm sorry, I, briefly my mind's gone blank, but what's the, what's the king called in um, uh, uh, Joffrey? They should have called king him Joffrey. Joffrey. King Joffrey. If they called him jo- how good would that have been? God, that would have been gone, great. Oh, shit. What's going to go down? He would have been assassinated. Uh, all right, I'm just going to throw this out here next time. King Ralph. King Ralph. You're welcome. Did they... Is, is that... Now, is that... Is that the type of thing where is it you know how how can you guys make fun of anything there or is it like well that's a baby yeah. is it oh oh you can totally make fun of it. I mean absolutely you can be as brutal as you want about any of them <laughs> they've, got, they've got a pretty good sense of humor they they're nice I played the I did the jubilee last year I played the jubilee you did wow. yeah I got like a call on the Saturday someone must have dropped out I don't know who but they did a concert this guy called Gary Barlow who's like a singer with a pop band but he's very you know incredibly popular man put on a concert for the Queen so he went and he wrote a song specifically for the Queen and put on a concert so it was Elton John and you know Paul McCartney and all these kind of like Richard Maggot yes he did nice <laughs> yes he was You're there maybe he says make- hi <laughs> so <laughs> Yes, they did a big, they did a big concert out the front of the palace. So they, you know, put up a stage out the front of the palace, and there was two hundred and fifty thousand people in just there, Shit. and then seven million watching at home. And I had to do, and I don't have a lot of clean stuff. I mean, I couldn't have told that Holocaust joke; it would have been inappropriate. <laughs> this is my royal story, so I had to do the, I had to do the, the you know, the, the little bits. And one of the things that I said was, I came on and I was introducing Grace Jones mm-hmm. in a hula hoop. Of course yep. I was. It's <laughs> well, nice work not? if you can get it. But it's such a surreal experience. So I, I had to introduce Grace Jones in a hula hoop, and I said, uh, uh, I, I said, we're all really nervous backstage. I'm there in front of them, and the Queen and the, William and Harry, and everyone's there, and Charles. I said, we're all super nervous backstage because we, 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 have, we meet the royal family later on. There's a party, and it's, I don't know what the etiquette is. You know, I don't know what you're meant to call each other. And then I looked at the Queen in the eyes and went, just call me Mr. Carr. <laughs> and then I was at the party later on like six hours later we're at a party in Buckingham Palace it's like unbelievable you're chatting to these people and like everyone is there it's like being in a, in a waxwork museum but everyone's alive it's moving, just, animated just an extraordinary experience and I got a tap on my shoulder a tap on my shoulder and I turned around and it was Prince William and he went, Mr. Carr Ah. <laughs> I thought it was a really funny line. I thought it was really he's, he's nailed that. That's great. He gets jokes, so yeah. they're 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 good about it. I mean, you can't. Yeah, I guess at a certain point you would have to be. They would have to just give into it. Yeah, I mean, I think you know they get the idea that you know people are going to take the piss out of them, and then they're okay. They live in a castle. <laughs> Actually, the other funny thing that happened that day was the security thing. So I was, I was going through... So I had to get into Buckingham Palace that morning, and there was security everywhere, and they were worried there was going to be, like, a terrorist thing. They were always kind of upset about that. Again, you know, maybe if someone wants to ruin the day or protest or whatever. So I went up to the gates at the side of Buckingham Palace to get in. 
like and I had the like a pass and stuff and there was a policeman there like an armed police officer there's not many armed police officers in the UK he's an armed police officer there to protect the queen to make sure no one steals our queen and <laughs> photocopies ahead to make their own money and stamps I don't know <laughs> so the guy the guy's there with, with a gun and I, I literally I walked up to him and I went oh, I'm here for the, for the concert and he went are you an Al Qaeda I went I went no and he went go on then <laughs> and that was it. That was the full security check. Because if you are, you have to tell me. You know that's the rule, right? Yeah. He was like such a cool guy. That's amazing. How would that be awesome if he's like any point that comes up? You're not kind of, yes. I mean, no. Ah, damn it. Or you're a comedian. You're like, isn't it obvious? And then they yeah. fucking shoot you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was the, uh, did you have to go through any sort of, did you have to screen your joke? Did you have to give him your jokes before you did the show? Yeah, I had to run it past the guy that was producing it and just go, I mean, it was all super, super clean. I mean, there's nothing kind of in that set that was, it was all about, you know, corgis and, and not That's the most adorable set. Royce. You've got yeah, 40 minutes yeah. on corgis. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did write an awful lot of stuff for it, but then it was just basically they had to change drum kits, so they needed someone to go on and go, hey, everyone, how's everyone doing? And I think they liked to kind of spread the love around a little bit in terms of they didn't just want people from BBC One and BBC Two. They wanted some people from Channel Four to come over and, and do that. Sky TV get invited? No. No. Didn't think so. <laughs> They're not desperate. <laughs> Does the royal family actually have a lot of money, or is it just their their holding provided for by the state? Uh, no, by, they, no, they're in, good. In, incredibly wealthy. There's a theory that they're one of the owners of the uh, Federal Reserve. That's, oh. that's one one of the theories because no one knows who owns the Federal Reserve of America. Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not sure where China was in 1933 or whenever it was set up. In China. <laughs> You're giving me a look now that's inscrutable to the point that I think it's borderline racist. Maybe a little bit. That's insane. I didn't because I don't. But they're they're, they're, they're a phenomenally wealthy uh, family. They they kept hold of their money. Isn't like well. them. They 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 and the Vatican are the two wealthiest landowners. Yeah, the Vatican's the really interesting one because people think the Roman Empire fell. It didn't. It just rebranded. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. The Roman I, Empire I, I just rebranding. rebranding. Yeah, nation states. Thing of the past. Church. That's where you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> Put but on this dumb reckon, hat. That's the truth, though. That's absolutely uh, the truth. Absolutely, just rebranding. And also, yeah. I, you know, I've been trying to get J.J. Abrams to reboot Catholicism. I think it needs it. <laughs> yeah. It could use a separate timeline. Yeah. Just what? Uh, what? But but you don't buy. You don't actually buy property in England, right? You 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 essentially lease it from the the royal family or the government. Uh, or? No, you can You can. Yeah. No, you can buy property in the UK, and there's a lot of leasehold property as well, which is where someone owns the land and you rent it for like a thousand years or a hundred years, and then it goes back to the Crown Estates. But those are very specific bits of property that they own. It's a weird, archaic system. It's almost like we're older than you are. <laughs> a lot. Well, that's why, you know... Well, I don't understand. We go back as far as sometimes as the 1950s. Yeah. There's a part of Los Angeles that dates back to 1924. Bullshit. It's true. There's a little adobes. Uh, my my house is older than that. Or <laughs> well, imagine yours is. You've really got a lot of money. <laughs> Do, what, what's the... But... <laughs> can you make... More than he should. Thanks, tax loophole. <laughs> No, but your ta- But uh, what, what's the what's the tax situation in, in, in England now? What are the tax rates? Is it is it is it? I, I, I'm not asking the wrong guy. Asking the wrong guy. Chris, but you're on the right Chris, side of this. What? Don't, don't do no, it, Jonah. This will be fine. <laughs> Stop, Chris. This is like, thing. You know what? Good that he works it out on me before you get Wesley on the show. <laughs> <laughs> what What's a the situation get? now? <laughs> is he out of jail? 
Wesley Snipes? Yeah, he did get out of jail. Nice. Yeah, he Is he going to be in The Expendables 3? I hope. Oh, shit. That'd be great. They should I'm do another Blade. To, yeah, Blade. Blade 5. They should Blade do, they should do another Blade. They should four. make a 4 before they do that. Just skip it. Just skip it. Jonah, they'll just skip it. They'll just skip it. You didn't see Blade 4? <laughs> It was awesome. How did you not see Blade Four? Blade, Blade Four is the prison one. The what? No. Chad, shut up. Chad. <laughs> we interviewed Chad before you got here, so this is your fault. That's why he's very comfortable. Chad's very comfortable just shouting things out because we brought him up here, so we created this mess. <laughs> it's true. I think Blade would be great. Uh... You think Blade would be great? I think another Blade uh, would be ma- great. Ma- Major League Four would be really good. Already one. did. It's called Back to the Miners, starring Scott Bakula. That was three. That was three. Is, sorry, is Scott Bakula in the balcony? Because you keep on doing that. Uh, no, he's uh, in heaven. I don't think he went to heaven. NBC Heaven with the no, he's in he's in uh, NBC Heaven with the Golden Girls. He was just in a movie. So Wait, the Golden B. Girls Arthur. are dead. Except Most B. Arthur. No, B. Arthur's dead. Oh, yeah. fuck. She's not alive. I better... Betty White's still alive. She's the only really? Who girl had I money better... on Betty White? <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Who had money on Betty White being it's the incredible. oldest one? Wow, in that death pool, you made out. Like a bandit. <laughs> <laughs> My money was on Rue. She didn't make it. You... There was one more thing... Yeah. What are you looking yeah. up at? Someone just went, this is terrible. I'm looking this up is, at Rue McClanahan. It's all very well doing Holocaust jokes, but the girls and the girls. <laughs> the girls, and girls <laughs> Are the Golden Girls like a uh, national treasure here? Because they're American. They live in Miami. They live in fake Miami. They didn't really no, no, so I've been to Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> I find, I uh, you know, I was actually surprised. The, the early show last night, well, I find the early shows that you do here are like 60% white hairs in the audience. And, and, I, and usually I've struggled with that. Is that in like the, a brown coat? What the fuck's a white hair? No, like people over 60. Like they're, like they're elderly people in the audience. Oh. And, and, but they were actually a pretty good audience last night. Have you? Have yeah, you, no, that, that's a weird thing. I think, I think it's just that comedy savvy. They've been to see shows the last 30 years. Comedy laughs, uh, com- just the laughs has been going. I think they've, been, they, you know, they've gone to see stuff. They've gone to see galas. And they're kind of into it. If they've made it to that show, they've probably booked tickets way in advance and that's what they're into that's their night out it's like this town is such a weird thing because people come out and like a guy a guy today like the guy that runs Dairy Queen in I'm opposite listening. the Hyatt my money is no good there I, I do not have to pay for blizzards I went and made my own blizzard <laughs> they let you behind? because Doug that runs the Dairy Queen is a huge fan he comes to see all the nasty shows came to see my solo show but he's a guy I mean he's got to be He's 65, and I'm being generous. He's going to be dead any day now. Because, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's living on blizzards. He thinks can that's I give, yeah, Can yeah, I yeah. give him a message for Scott Bakula? <laughs> Has anyone done that? I think you give messages to people that are about to go for the other side. Yeah. You're really, a really creepy medium that goes, listen, I know you haven't got le- a long left, but can you ask Elvis what he thinks about today's music? <laughs> Well, how many shows do you have? Are you done at the festival? No, like four or five. I've got a, like a gala with uh, Sarah Silver, which I'm kind of super oh, great. excited about. You know, just that thing of kind of, you're, you know, those galas you're on with like 10 other comics that you just know everyone's going to kill and it'll be a really fun sort of thing. It must be fun for you because you've made friends with a lot of comics that you probably don't get to see a lot when yeah, the festival's it feels, not going on. Yeah, it feels on. a bit like you're kind of on a school trip. 
everyone's kind of together and, oh, what are we doing? Oh, brilliant, ice cream. I'll get these. <laughs> I'll get these. <laughs> How many blizzards? Oh, he's dead. Oh, oh What, oh, more? Man. Thank more you. More sparkling water? Was my, was my hand shaking? Why'd you bring me another booze drink? <laughs> <laughs> Is there um? Are, are there what, what are we? How long are we going on for? Are we doing this? I think seventy-four more minutes. We're about to wrap it up in a second. Okay, no, I, I like this. I like this. I thought the thing. DQ callback was a pretty good place to end it. Did you want to? What? No, <laughs> <laughs> if only we could go back in time, Sim. You got to stop wanna, the show at one. I want to catch the last maybe half an hour of Dave Chappelle. <laughs> oh, well, then you should show up next Tuesday when he's wrapping up that show. I'll see you so next I'll Tuesday. I'll see you next Tuesday. Dave! Oh, that's the perfect place to end the show. Dad. Okay. Perfect callback. Jonah wrapped it up. Look how upset Matt is. I said it first. Okay, Matt. We'll give you the credit for it. Matt said it first. Um, Doesn't doesn't matter. Sort of of about delivery as well, though, isn't it, Matt? (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm just going to go see Doug at Dairy Queen. Yeah, he's awesome. He charges me, though. You need to go. He charges you double. He doesn't want you there. Well, no, he just anticipates I'll order double what a human being. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, think, I think he maybe made a decision when he saw me to go, free ice cream for this guy? Okay. I think he's probably a big fan of the show, but eh. Yeah, I understand. They he gotta, knows. They've got to be practical. They've got to make money. It's Canada. So you're Jimmy. Your money smells like maple syrup. Can we talk about that? What the fuck? Well, not the plastic money. Like the, like yes, the-, the plastic money smells like maple syrup. Oh, it really does. <laughs> Chris, are they, I know you're kind of a germaphobe. You just put money to your face. How are they, how are they training their strippers? Is that how they... <laughs> is, that, is that how that's... I don't think that's... <laughs> no, that one's been where it shouldn't be, yeah. <laughs> that, one's, that one's tipped someone at the pussy core. Um, <laughs> we were talking about the pussy core earlier. Talking about it, I've enlisted. What? <laughs> Ask, Chris, ask not. Ask not what the pussy core can do for you. Ask what you can do for the pussy core, and then ask them to return the favor. That is actually the first draft of that Kennedy speech. Yeah. <laughs> ask her. I <laughs> said, John, let's take it back. Someone told me that Kennedy never lasted more than three minutes. Like, he was super quick. Well, he had to get stuff done. Yeah, he's a you know, Cuban Missile Crisis. And he had a country to run. To do. He had more women to fuck. Cool. God bless Kennedy. Um, Say hi to Scott Bakula. <laughs> Jimmy Carr, uh, you are on Twitter as at Jimmy Carr with uh, two R's at the end. I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't Twitter that much anymore. You know, did you get bored of it? I, I didn't get bored of it. I got bored of like, it being a newspaper story when you tweeted a thing. Uh, oh, if you, like, every time you tweeted something, they would just go, okay, well, we're going to... Yeah, we, then, get, we get that. Yeah, it's is like that, us. Is that, does that take fun out of it? Does it make you, like, it the fact you that you can't guess. be as... Exactly, and that is deadly for comedy in a way, right? Yeah, and you kind of you go, oh, if I say that, will people read it in the wrong way? And then you get, like, quite a lot of messages back from people going, that did, don't get the joke. Right. You say something ridiculous. We had a thing on, when I first started on Twitter, it was quite a while ago, it's, you know, three, four years or whatever, uh, when it kind of first kind of came to the fore, and we, we had a thing called Uninventions. Where I would just go, uninventions, I've invented a device for seeing through walls, it's made of glass, it's pretty cool, things can be popular. <laughs> and you would uninvent shit, kind of backwards. And I got loads of messages from people going, well, it already exists. <laughs> Whoosh. 
no just matter a weird how kind of what? Why did you clearly? And then and then you kind of go, why did you follow me? Did you not have any idea what I was about before? I don't you... believe the followers either. I've got a lot of followers, but I think they're all, all robots. I've, I think there's I think there's twenty people following me, and there are a lot of spam people going. Must have more people. Oh, you know whatever. They're yeah, doing. yeah. And they're the ones that don't. That's why they take everything literally. And they're like, this device already exists. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter took me out to dinner. Wait, Robocop follows him? Yep. <laughs> Twitter, took me, Twitter took us out to dinner. There's about 10 of us in the UK that had like more than 3 million followers. And they took us to dinner. They said, do you want to come to dinner? It was like the Prime Minister's wife and Stephen Fry and uh, Graham Linehan. A bunch of people and Richard Bacon. People that were big kind of early adopters of Twitter. Yeah. And they took us out to dinner. And I thought what they were going to do is say, listen, guys, we're going to give you shares in the company because you're so important to us. And they went, any notes, anything we could do better? Enjoy your dinner. Bye. <laughs> we're all billionaires. <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. And then you're was, all just kind of looking at each it was, other. It was fun, though. It was like a you know, fun thing. But they, they, Did you give them any suggestions? Literally nothing. <laughs> literally nothing. I said, you shouldn't be able to block people. People should be able to talk shit. Oh, you like that? You like? I don't mind a bit of talking shit. Fine. Just ignore it. Yeah, I guess that's true. Other than this guy, get this guy out. <laughs> Chad, sad Chad. Chad, you're so such a, such a shitty person. <laughs> you shut up, Chad. Jonah, stop it. What did Chad? Well, what did Chad do? Do we find out anything about Chad? I would ask him, but I don't want to engage him. Chad's in real estate, okay? In Vermont. In real estate in Vermont. Just say unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> don't dress it up. <laughs> hey, hey, want to buy 5,000 acres? No. <laughs> People from Jersey apparently buy a lot of land in Vermont and they never develop it. Chad talked about it earlier. Things were pretty rough before I arrived, right? Jeez, the good thing I left that show when I did. I mean, I feel bad about being late, but thank God I fucking came. Yeah. No, we were going like, around the room. Everyone was having a share. Oh, my God. And, uh, and it was all, it were was you all fun. You were next. What do you do for a living, man? Uh, I'm trying to be a stand-up You're trying to be a stand-up comic. Is that why you wanted to be next? <laughs> well, I actually wanted to tell you guys that this podcast is the reason why I do that. Like, this podcast oh. changed your life. I'm sorry. Let me just make sure we that do, we do that a lot, that. Jimmy. Um, Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. I'm just picking a person at random. Um, what, what, what was it that you were wanting to say? Uh, the Nerdist podcast changed my life. How? This is whoa, whoa, whoa. such a surprise. I don't even know what to say. Chris, can I, I just stop you there for a second. Sure. That guy was probably a doctor. <laughs> that guy was, a, I believe he was, a, he was working on children's hearts. Okay. <laughs> he was a, a whisker away from a cure for leukemia. And your podcast changed his life. It turned it around. That's right. He's now a bum. You need to follow, follow your passions. What's your, what, 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 is, what were you doing before? I worked in aerospace. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Are we okay. all... Are okay. We Wait, all, were you supposed we to all, fix that Asiana Air thing? Because that got fucked. Are we, all, are we all comfortable with that euphemism? I work in aerospace means I make bombs, right? You, you yeah, yeah, work yeah, in the yeah. arms industry. But Defense. Because there's a lot of guys in Montreal that say, oh, yeah, I work in, uh, I work in aerospace. What do you make? Mainly missiles. <laughs> what did you make? I actually uh, did mostly sales and distribution for technical manuals for private aircraft, but it sounds cooler. How did you get out of that without falling asleep? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the first so part's cooler. You, so wait, you are making the right choice by going sorry, into comedy. Sorry, you can wait. buy a private jet and then it comes with a manual. 
So you, you buy, were just you buy like a Learjet, about, and it comes with a. I'll just I'll flick through this love. We'll be off in a minute. <laughs> so what you're telling us is you were just selling books to Harrison Ford. Yeah. No, he he can't afford our planes. Whoa! <laughs> Big when you say When you say our planes, you'll know a stand-up. I mean, Relax. their planes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, side is the gas tank on? I always forget every time. I don't get the thing. Have you started doing stand-up yet? Yeah, I've been doing stand-up for about a year and a half. How's it going? Uh, so far, so good. Where are you performing? In this building twice a week. Are you serious? This is your home club that we're in right now? I know, yeah, I run the, uh, I co-run uh, the open mic here on Tuesdays. Fantastic. Hey, well, I'll, g- I'll give you a piece of advice, man, uh, as, a, as a, you know, comic starting out. Read the Bible for four hours a day. <laughs> Chris, Chris, it won't stop him, but it'll slow him down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need the competition. <laughs> Thanks, man. What, what is your name? Jason. Jason, thank you so much. It's nice to, nice to meet you. And Good job, on, Jason. I think that's a good place to kind of wrap it up and re- release you guys back into the wild. It's very dangerous out there right now. So I would recommend just... as I think the entire audience should just move as a unit all the way down and sort of create flanks uh, like the Spartans. <laughs> Scott Bakula's coming for me! Ah. Hey guys, don't forget to check out our after party. I am DJing across the street at Pussy Corpse. (laughs) And I'm putting on a show. (laughs) Thanks so much for coming out. Enjoy your burrito. Jimmy Carr, Jonah Ray, Matt Myra, me, Chris Hardwick, and Scott Bakula, wherever you are. It all started when a time travel experiment I was conducting went a little caca. In the blink of a cosmic clock, I went from quantum physicist to Air Force test pilot, which could have been fun if I knew how to fly. Fortunately, I had help. An observer from the project named Al. Unfortunately, Al's a hologram, so all he can lend is moral support. Anyway, here I am, bouncing around in time, putting things right that once went wrong, a sort of time-traveling Lone Ranger with Al as my tanto. And I don't even need a mask. Oh, boy. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. I feel like I was blindsided. Because it's a competition show. From the producers of Jury Duty and The Bachelor. We have scoured the earth for the 14 greatest reality contestants that were available during our production window. Comes a reality competition show about reality competition shows. Nobody has dared to find out who is the actual best at just being on a reality show. I'm your host, comedian Daniel Tosh. Is win or go home. Each episode, our contestants will face new challenges that will test their strength and lack of life skills for a chance to win $200 million. $200,000. Prepare, because it's about to be ugly crying. Lots of fighting. Tasha, I have to defend myself. Celebrating 25 years of reality TV with your favorites. I have diarrhea. You cannot do this to me. What in gay hell have I got myself into? The Goat. Stream free on Amazon Freebie or Prime Video. 